know you're screwed when even the rabbits won't fuck. <laughs> Welcome to the Science Fiction Rating System, the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from 1 to infinity. Uh, it's a new year. It's 2018. Happy New Year. Job. We're doing yeah. a good job with the list. Like, we're at, what are we at? 67? 63. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 2018 and we're still ranking. I'm joined as ever by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Hey. Yeah, it's a new year. Um, yes, a new fresh start. Um, we are looking at three post apocalyptic, snowy, ice agey sci fi films. Mm-hmm. Um, at least one of which I think was set in 2018. Was Snow Pierce set in 2018? I think I think that's when it all went wrong. I think at least no, it was 2031. Uh, was it? Yeah. What's 18 years back from that? 2015. Uh, 2014 yeah. is when it all went tits thank, up the thank planet. You, thank you. So I'm completely wrong. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Anyway. Um, so yeah. Uh, um, that's well, yeah. We're going to talk. No, no. Star Wars is next week. Sorry, I've got to get my get myself. We're just going for that planner, and I've fucked a lot myself now. I'll cut all this out, so it look like I'm really professional. Won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, without further ado, let's get straight onto our first of these three films, um, and that was the day after tomorrow. Um, probably the best known of the three films we looked at this week, directed by Roland Emmerich, written by Roland Emmerich, from a book. Um, he's all over it from 2004. Uh, we've watched a lot of his stuff lately. This is our fourth Emmerich God, film yeah, yeah. Uh, followed the same sort of um, trajectory as the other ones uh, Alex you don't sound like you enjoyed it well <laughs> I would like to start this by saying that this is a fact there were the movie features 416 visual effects shots <laughs> with nine effects houses and over a thousand artists working on the film for over a year <laughs> I think that the effects in this were crap. I definitely don't think they were as good as one of these films. And I don't even know if they were as good as the other film, really. The the effects just didn't stand up to me at all. It's quite old, though, isn't it? It is, but it's so weird. Because we've watched 2012, we've watched Stargate, we've watched Independence Day. You can watch Independence Day and it still sort of looks all right, right? Exactly, exactly. Independence Day still did look good. And I don't think this... I just didn't think the effects worked in this at all. And, And really... Getting down to it here, if the effects didn't work, yeah, really, <laughs> what does this film have? Because the plot is, I mean, yeah, the plot is, well, yeah. I mean, the only good, th- I mean, it, it was a bad film. It was a very bad film. Um, Ian Holm, though, was brilliant. And he did somehow make me care about mm. him and kind of that guy, you know, with his wife. I kind of cared like a little bit about them and like that little, it wasn't just because they were English, but that little enclave of characters, I did actually like them. But I do think it's because Ian Holmes is a good actor. Um, but no one else in this. I mean... You even like the uh, Manchester United bloke? Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't really like him. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad casting as well. I don't think Jake Glennonhall looks like a teenager. No. No. And Dennis Quaid is not a front man. No, you even though they write into the story, they say in the story he's kind of grumpy. No, yeah, that, you, that's you, not a good excuse. <laughs> you said it before, and you were right. It's also got the worst president of any of these films ever. I mean, totally, he's barely. Yeah. He's not even really important, is he? It's the vice president. That's well, that's the, uh, that was that's the worst like telegraphing for the fact the president's going to die. The fact that you recognise the vice president, <laughs> but you've got absolutely no idea who the president is. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, the one other thing I'd say about this film is. 
the only interesting point of this film comes in... So basically, if you made a sequel to this film, you could make an interesting film because the idea that all of the countries had to move down to the Southern Hemisphere and maybe like an idea... And there's that line that he says about that he forgave all uh, South American debt to let them, like America, move to South America. They forgave all their debt. Yeah. And I think somewhere, what if debt? you made a sequel... That they just say that as a line. I don't know. I don't know why they say it, but they do always say though that the whole southern hemisphere is a third world, which yeah, is a bit a harsh bit in Australia and places like that. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, Japan. Um, yeah. But the, the concept that these countries that were that make some of which are the third world, not all of them, some of which are the concept that these countries are now not only extremely powerful. Yeah. but also have a load of immigrants there who are from the Western world. That as a concept, it's not a science fiction concept, but that as a concept is actually a very interesting concept Yeah, and something that they just throw in and then try and go, oh, isn't it nice everyone gets along and isn't it great and we're all brilliant now. Much like the end of 2012 where they're like, oh, look, we're all living in Africa now. Isn't this brilliant? We can all just live in Africa and it'll be brilliant. Um, that, that idea, though, is ripped off from a book whose name I can't remember. I was trying really hard to find it on Google. A book I read years ago about an ice age that happens. And oh. it's all about the Europeans, they're <clears throat> basically refugees trying to get to South Africa that survived oh, okay. and is really well. And it basically ripped that whole idea off. But it's much more interesting in the book is lots of bits of like... Um, people like swarming into the embassies and stuff and trying to get out of Europe mm. to get down to South Africa. But yeah, I, I wish you remember what it was called because it's a really good book. But mm. anyway, yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, um, Chris, you're probably the biggest Roland Emmerich fan here in that you like Roland one, one of his films. I just like independent. <laughs> no, you like, I'm saying you like one of his films. I don't yeah, like any of these it. other ones. No, I know, no, no. Don't, don't worry, I'm not tying that brush. I'm saying They're, you're uh... the biggest of three fans here. But what do you think of this one? Well, I went to New York um, last week. Or two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this is set in New York. So mm-hmm. I was just looking at all the locations, basically. That was interesting to me. Everything else was rubbish. Um, <laughs> you know, considering there's a lot of water, well, CG water in, you see it going into New York. I don't feel like it's wet. You know, it's kind no. of just no. particles, isn't it? Solid. Yeah. You get uh, one wave and then you get ice. Yeah. Um, so dumb, isn't it? It's just so dumb. Yeah, the science doesn't really work, does it? No, it's mad. <laughs> it's no, it's no. Got you must no basis. Yeah, what's the science like, inaccuracies in this one, Chris? Come on, there must be tons. Well, yeah, I mean, just the whole basic idea of there's these big storms. Yeah. Out of nowhere, you know, they need energy to make a uh, hurricane. Yeah. So, and isn't there three around the world or something? Three mm. megastorms, yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. Symmetrically. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, where's the energy, that energy coming from to make those uh, cyclones? Because yeah. it's like, um, what do they call it? It's the momentum, you know, it's like when it goes around the toilet bowl, it's the uh, the momentum of all the winds uh, go together yes. to make oh, the cyclone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make any sense at all. And why is it an odd number? Because that actually makes it even more stupid because yeah. one would, over, you know, one, two would overtake the other. If one's going the opposite way around, it's, it's yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Um, also the idea that the, the sea rises so fast, it causes this, but absolutely nobody noticed it, that. happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, where's all the water coming from? Yeah. Well, he said yeah. that Larson B's collapsed, hasn't he? But then, like, what, did it just collapse overnight? Or, I don't understand. What's collapsed, sorry? Larson B, hasn't it? The ice shelf. Yeah. You know, at the start, when they're there, and they're like, oh, it's yeah, all but falling those, apart. But, like, a, an iceberg can take 15 years to melt when it breaks That's what I mean, yeah. The... And they're going to always be accelerated, but, like, they'd still notice. Somebody would notice, wouldn't they? That but there's still basic <laughs> yeah. physics of, you know, yeah. therm, you know, the thermal mass of a, of yeah, the yeah, South yeah. Pole <laughs> would take yeah. centuries to, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal also outruns a tsunami at one point, doesn't he? Which, yeah, that's great. <laughs> he's also one of my favourite. Oh, uh... oh, and also, oh, actually, I forgot the bit that pisses me off the most is the wolves. I hate yes. the timber yes. wolves. You know, I even did some research into timber wolves. Right. Because I was so mad about, because I was just like, surely, and it says... Did you watch the, are... uh, what's that one with Liam Neeson? Oh, I love that film, The Grey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, was I love that. Was that part that. of your research? That. <laughs> no, but I love that film. <laughs> um, it says, there are few historical records of modern cases of wolf attacks in North America. In the half century up to 2002, there were eight fatal attacks in Europe and Russia, three in North America, more than 200 in South Asia. So, you know, stay away from there. The ferocious reputation of the wolf is unjustified. Biologists say wolves are very afraid of people and humans have even taken pups from a den while the parents whined instead of attacking. In the past century, quarter century, dogs have killed more than 300 people in North America, while wolves have killed one or two. So, why? What? They're not even, they're not scary. It, why is that even in that? Why is that wolf bit there? It's so stupid, isn't it's it? It's obviously run out of things to do, didn't they? Yeah. Because you know the scene when they sort of telegraph the walls, they're going around the zoo. The zoo. <laughs> like, yeah. it seemed like, yeah. it, like so they got, went, took it to the, like, the no screen, wolves, the previous screen. wolves are going, you're laughing now, humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to get you. So, we're, we're, in, yeah, that, we're in cahoots with that storm. You better watch it's, out. Nature is so it? coming for you. <laughs> it seems so incongruous, that bit. Where they're yeah. just that weird keeper's like, oh, the animals are upset. Yeah. And then you see the door of the wolf thing. It's, <laughs> it's like... It's so weird. Like, it, yeah. And yeah. they look they look crap as well. I mean, the I wolves are the worst effect-thinking thing, yeah. Um, yeah, so I obviously disliked it as well. It's complete shit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it reminded me of... Have you ever seen... There's an M. Night Shyamalan, whatever his name is, film, where like the, the wind's getting out to get people. The Happening. The Happening. Mm. Mm. you ever seen that? Yeah, I have seen that. It reminded me of that, and that's like... Yeah. That's completely awful, but that's so bad, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Because yeah, like exactly. running from nothing, aren't they, in that one? But it kind of had that feel to me of like yeah. running from a big storm. Um, and yeah, my main problem with it, as I said beforehand, was like Dennis Quaid... <clears throat> not only is he not a front man, but it, it's almost as if the film, they decided while making it he's not a front man. And so, <laughs> kind of, Jake Gyllenhaal takes on the role, doesn't he? Even though it's That's Dennis Quaid's that. ridiculous idea uh, of like going across the snow to fa- fix him. It's but, just covered in lots of little like ideas, like just spattered with them, like the yeah. 2012 was. Like, yeah. the little bits of interest which they think, oh, we'll put that in there, someone might find that interesting. Like, you know, like the Queen on a helicopter or whatever oh, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that crash. That guy freezing. I mean, yeah, I like the flash freezing yeah. effect of how a helicopter just goes. Yeah, like, that's a cool, that's probably the best scene <coughs> in yeah. the film, I'd say. Total rubbish. Like, yeah. What, what was she, go, what was she co- going? Going to Balmoral or something? Balmoral, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, all... that's what you do when... <laughs> Get a helicopter <laughs> fly off. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a really way, good, um, bad waste of a good film title as well, I think. Day After, mm. the Day After Tomorrow is a great name yeah. for a film isn't it but yeah 
Um, it's a quote from something, isn't it? I can't remember what. It's a, from a poem or something. Oh, it's um, uh, it's uh, what's it, Rand? I'm Rand. Yeah. There we go. There you go. And they even mention him, don't they? Um, my other fun fact about this is that South Park creators Trey Parker and oh, Matt yeah. Stone managed to get their hands on a copy of this film script during its pre-production. The two planned to secretly shoot the same film with puppets instead yeah. of actors, word for word, and release it on the same day. The duo abandoned these plans after their lawyer convinced them that the, to do such a film and it, that it would be illegal to do it and it'd never get released. But how cool would that have been? Yeah, if they I read that? as well that they did. There's, there's, a, there's a scene of it. I couldn't find it. They did do a oh, scene apparently, but I've not. That would be amazing. I'd have liked yeah. to have done that for Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Ooh, <laughs> save that for next week. We're just, not talking just, about just that just now. Tickling that. <laughs> <coughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. Um, yeah. It was a massive box office success, um, but I feel like this is sort of the last time his shit kind of worked. Um, yeah. Like, because yeah. he did like 10,000 BC after this and 2012 and things like that. And I think the Zeitgeist moved on, didn't it? Because I remember this being a big deal. I well, remember... people just see it, saw enough CG for it to get old then. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And also, CG became an everything thing, didn't it? Like, mm. it wasn't just his sort of films. CG became a thing that, that all filmmakers were using yeah. constantly, didn't mm. they? You know, um, like Lord of the Rings, things like that, that got proper stories and lots of effects as well. So. Mm. I think he did. I think when we were doing 2012, I don't say, said it at the time, but I think when he was uh, touring around, like doing the press for that, I think he actually said, Oh, this is the last disaster movie I'm doing. But that was a lie, wasn't it? Because he did Geostorm. So. Yeah, and also that is. Well, no, he didn't do. That's Dean Devlin. That's not Emery. Oh, that's okay. the other one. Yeah. Right. But 2012 is what like almost a decade after this, isn't it? Mm. And this should have been. This covers basically the same shit. Oh, it's very similar, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I like I like these guys. They're much better filmmakers when they're using practicals, aren't they? Mm. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, he's just there's not much. The thing about Emmerich is that, like, he's not like offensively awful in directing, like with Michael Bay. Like, I don't think there's any sort of like Michael Bay's films with the camera whizzing around all the time. He's like there, isn't he? You can see Michael Bay all the time, and he's so annoying, like Armageddon and things like that. Mm. Emmerich, he's got no sort of touch, has he, or like flair to his. How he he's... hasn't got any of the like the bro side of things, like the just the sexism no, but, or anything but you know, like that. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got no sort of signature sort of look, has he, or anything like that? No, he's no. just like a competent filmmaker making yeah. boring films, and it's just it's, it is. I mean, I know I don't want to get back into the Independence Day argument, but it I like you know it does make it, it's funny how someone has he's made Independence Day and he's literally just gone cool. I will literally just keep making this yeah. again and again. Yeah. The construction of it, the multiple characters jumping around the world, always the president being in it. I mean, he, he really is just repeating himself, and he's somehow yeah. not. He's somehow okay <laughs> with that. I don't get why he's so okay with that. But it's isn't it funny? Like be... the most like plausible one out of all of his films is the alien one. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, and the best one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, one more little thing about uh, Emmerich before we move on to the ranking. Have you seen what has become of Stargate Origins? Have you seen the teaser for that? No. I must so that isn't that. a film now. It's um, it's like a series of like 10 minute webisodes. Oh, um, God. Which I think have been released for free. I guess because they couldn't oh. get the film made, but uh, it looks absolutely terrible. Um, Our franchise has dropped. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pity, eh? Oh. Well, not yeah. really. Um, <laughs> anyway, so let's rank, uh, let's rank this film. Um, I think. For me, not as bad as 2012, because I wasn't like offended by the uh, the message about it's just total you know, yawn, though, isn't the it? The world it is really boring. I mean, it's like Armageddon. I'd say probably 
52, one above Armageddon. I... What are you going to say, Chris? Yeah. See, I kind of... I like space more than fucking waves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said, all right. I just... It wasn't as offensively awful yeah, as Armageddon. Yeah, but I know the, there's a Michael Bay issue as well. Yeah. Um, I had it above 2012 because I think 2012 is... Like, literally just one above 2012. Because right, okay. 2012 is offensive. I think 2012 is ramming down. I would have it underneath the Martian. Message. I would have it at 55. Above well, that will be on the stars. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. between mine and Alex's. So yeah, yeah, let's go for that's that. absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, the Martian was crap, but it's not as bad as this, is it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, is, this was... I think this we gave bad. Ridley a hard time on the Martian. Yeah, I think the problem was, because of Prometheus had upset us so much, I think we were sort of on a very... A downward. Actually, the Martian was terrible. No, I'm. I'm I I'm, hate it. <laughs> and also, you read the book, and it's garbage. The book. Is yeah, the book so. is terrible as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I keep getting. Someone keeps telling me where to read his new book, Artemis, and no. I keep saying, "Fuck you." It's <laughs> <laughs> not happening. It's a shame because he seems like a lovely guy. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, there's a lot of lovely guys out there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not all of them um, have their books made into movies. No. <laughs> and make no. lots of money. Right, uh, that was short and sweet, but uh, we've got two more, not necessarily good, but perhaps more interesting films to come to, so let's have a break and come back with The Colony. Colony, directed and written by Jeff Renfro, who disappears into the ether after this film, uh, made on a shoestring for 16 million Canadian dollars. Yeah. And starring a very much post Matrix <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne and uh, I guess it, well into his TV years, Bill Paxton. Um, and still, he only got them for like a few days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the Colony. Um, I'll start with this one. Um, absolutely dreadful, like dire, completely dire. Like barely, a f- it was so cheaply made. The fact they go through every set in the film twice, like the idea of like, oh, we're going to walk this other place, see how they're getting on and come back. And that, you know, it's a bad film. And one of the main set pieces is people trying to jump over a bridge. <laughs> and that that happens twice. That set yeah. piece happens twice. There's a little gap in the bridge. We've got to jump over this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was terrible. The cannibals are like not really believable and they don't talk because they're kind of, they're kind of zombies, but we can't do zombies because we kind of oh, ground yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton, he looks like very ill. I'm not sure why he looks so terrible. <laughs> and he's completely awful. Lawrence Fishburne's doing what he can do, but again, terrible. Everyone else involved is awful. The best thing about this film for me was the fact that the voiceover for the trailer also started the film, where obviously they couldn't afford the budget to show what had gone on, so they've got this guy just going like, oh, well, you know, it was really bad, and the snow fell, and (laughs) and now look at us, we're left in this sort of weirdly not-defined colony system where my girlfriend's got terrible dreadlocks and everyone is annoying for reasons (laughs) not really explained. And then they leave there, and they go and find some cannibals, and they run back. And the most nonsensical bit of the film for me was when they're like, oh, these cannibals are coming. They're miles away. 
We've all got rifles. We've, we've seen people looking down the scope of rifles into the snow. We've been told they're not anything other than cannibals, they're humans. But rather than just go on the roof and shoot the cannibals, there's only about 15 of them. There wasn't that many, was there? <laughs> no, there wasn't that many. No, really. rather than shoot them, we're going to just wait inside and get scared and then get attacked by them and etc. It was absolutely... This is bottom five of the list for me. Just atrocious filmmaking, top to bottom. Uh... Chris, what do you think about this film? Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with most of that. Um, <laughs> the fact that the word colon is in the title. <laughs> uh, and the director shares a name with one of my favourite Muppets. Yes, true. <laughs> Renfro the Bear. Yes, yeah. I thought that um, as well. Yeah. I had um, jalapenos, jalapenos <laughs> going through my head. Or, uh, the goat? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Alex, have you ever seen Muppets from Space? We will uh, get no, there. No, I don't think I have. Yeah, no, I don't think I have. Because me and Chris actually. watched it a lot when we were in That'll school. Be, we'll do that on the comedy week with <laughs> yeah, with the uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Renfro okay. will be redeemed then that week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, great. so uh, anyway, let's not talk about the Muppets from space. This no. is uh, yeah, very bad. I, I, yeah, I agree with what you say. How they just repeat things, and it's very like formulaic. You can see what's going to happen. Yeah. The yeah. the the threat isn't much of a threat. Um, no. Yeah, pretty bad. The t- Very straight to a um, t- video, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't mind. I thought having watched the trailer, I thought I was quite up for it because it seemed like a good one. But yeah, it, the thing. Uh, yeah, it's a good. There still aren't many of these sort of like the thing sort of films, are there? Really? No. no. And I think I think there is room for another good one of these, and this isn't this. Um, Alex, no. you've seen it before, hadn't you? No, yeah, re- see, I reviewed it. Yeah, fact, I reviewed it yeah. before, and I was a lot nicer than I should have been, really. But <laughs> the I think my problem with it is the same problem with it was that you've got really it's two films. It's a film which is it's one film which is well you could say it's three films, but it's one film which is let's have a load of people. You know, it's been an apocalypse. A load of people are stuck in a place, and then humanity is its own worst enemy because they've got to fight. And they, they oh, I want to do this. Oh, we should do it like that. And survival of the fittest. No, let's be caring. And that that's one film. And then the other film is this just dumb, stupid, yeah, zombie stroke vampires stroke uh, yeah. day off. Um, I am legend. They look like those vampires, didn't they? Yeah. They look like uh, mm. Thirty Days of Night. Mm. It's this stupid. Like, they don't. They can't speak. Yet they all know fucking martial arts for some reason. You know, they can all have these ridiculous kung fu fights, but none of it's them. It's a classic. Like, um, what's the best evil guys? Uh, Paul Anderson. Yes, it's yes, that exactly. kind of like. Yeah. Fast cut, shake the camera around, yeah. make them run towards you a lot. That kind of yeah. bad guy. Yeah, they're isn't fast. It? They've got yeah. yeah. And and those two films don't. It's not enough of one or the other to make it a coherent thing. It's no. he didn't have enough confidence in either part of that. Totally. The fact that the fact that Lawrence Fishburne and Bill Paxton both blow themselves up is a bit <laughs> weird as well. Yeah. Only they both die in huge explosions, which I didn't really understand. And also the end, the message at the end didn't make any sense to me because. The message seemed to be, because he just says, doesn't the the, the man? Um, because there's two films here linked by your name. Both characters, Glenn and Hall. Yes, is yeah. called Sam, and the main guy in this is called Sam. Yeah. Um, anyway, he says at the end, "Oh, now all it's about is about survival." So, yeah. what does that mean? He's going to be more like Bill Paxton. Is he going to be more like the weird feral leader bloke? Like, and are they going to walk to that place? Was that the end? That they're literally going to have to walk with one jar mm. of seeds? Yeah, that's yeah. The, to that. To that that's, warm bit. That's the idea. That yeah. Well, aren't yeah. they just going to die? 
You'd think. Yeah. No, I because mean, they'll get there and they'll plant the seeds immediately and then the plants will grow and they'll eat them and they'll be alive. <laughs> that one plant. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I thought it had been a better twist if the message had been a trick. The message had actually been by the cannibals to that, get people yeah. to go that's to that That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, it seemed like it, didn't it? Like, yeah. They they yeah. the they let the people who got that. Um, yeah, but they use a yeah. satellite, don't they? Oh, I don't know. They could have sent it before they turned into crazy, crazy cannibals and mm. used it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, do, it was. It do was you think shot... like I, I suspect that there was a script at some point written by someone called the Colony, mm. which was a lot better than this film. Like that didn't have the, the mm. cannibals. So that was I hope about... someone made money out of this because there's no other reason for this. Yeah. Yeah, it well, just... I know you. You said it was written by him, but there's other. There's three other names on. There are a lot of names as yeah, well. Yeah, um, yeah. It was filmed in a decommissioned NORAD uh, base. Mm. That's yeah. cool. But again, yeah, they're they ten a penny, make... mate. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> me not knowing about NORAD bases. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it was. It was a. It, it, no, it's just rubbish, isn't it? No, it's just rubbish. I think, to be it honest, was... the set is the best thing about it, isn't it? The yeah. set's the best thing going through. The music was abysmal. Oh, that awful yeah. sort of like... Oh, really bad. Mm. Yeah. Um... It's that kind of like... Da- it, again, it's all... I think it's kind of... I think, in many ways, 28 Days Later is a bit like Independence Day, in that 28 Days Later, I think, is a good film, but it made a lot of bad films appear after it mm. well what it did what it did was it made a convincing horror film on a tight budget didn't it yeah mm. and it, it made like a new sort of horror that you you get a good post-rock song going yeah you get a bit of like Fast driving zombies. guitar you yeah. get a yeah you get a good good set of actors who are cheap but good mm. film it somewhere other than america and you've got a hit and i yeah. think that basically i mean still today people are just chasing that aren't they yeah. in a lot mm. of ways um yes and I mean, the problem, the thing people forget about 20 Days Later is it's only half a good film anyway. Once they get to the oh, base, yeah. mm, I yeah. think that film's crap. Once they get, once they yeah. meet the army, mm. you know, yeah. it's not as oh, good no, as I it... do like Sean Pertwee. Yes. Yeah, he's a good, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just think the film just stops and, anyway, that's a, a different podcast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, this is Is it Sean Pertwee was... in that or am I imagining it? I think it's it is, yeah. He's the, he's the boss, isn't he? I get it? mixed the, up between yeah. that and Dog Soldier. Anyway, so I think that's about all we to say about this, isn't it? There's not much there. Um, no. It's... It's a, if, if it hadn't been Lawrence Fishburne and Bill Patson, we wouldn't have been watching this film. No. You're probably right there, yeah. Yeah. At least it was mercifully short, wasn't it? It was kind of oh, over yeah. before it started, which I appreciate that, because <laughs> a lot of these bad <laughs> films are really fucking long, like yeah. Last Jedi, for instance. But, uh... <laughs> Ooh... <laughs> Anyway, let's rank this film. Um, Chris, you can go first. Um, probably um, 61. 61, so below Thunderbirds, above Divergent. Yeah. Uh, Alex? Yeah, no, I'm all right with that as well, actually, because Thunderbirds is mildly entertaining. Divergent, again, is a bit effective. Thunderbirds has got decent music, at least. This is yeah. garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And Bill Paxton again. So we kind of feel like you're being nice to him there and being like, look, you're shit in that, but you're a bit mm. better in Thunderbirds. Yeah. I think you're probably right, because I, I literally cannot remember what Divergent even was. What was Divergent? It was the terrible it was the teen, teen one. With where you were in a gang. You were in a gang, you're and, in a gang you and you couldn't Oh, they were running around everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, yeah, okay, Kate Wins yeah. had to cover a pregnant belly the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that had a real budget, so that should be low, shouldn't it? Because that, yes. that should have been better. Right. Yeah. 
So the colony enters at 61. Uh, mm. Poor old Renfro. But he will return uh, delivering a sandwich to a Muppet in jail <laughs> <laughs> at some point. Anyway, uh, let's have a break and come back with our f- final and I-, I imagine probably highest scoring film of the day, <laughs> Snowpiercer. <laughs> third and final film and it very neatly ties into next week where we're doing South Korean films this is uh, Snowpiercer um, directed by Bong Joon-ho and uh, based on a book I believe I think it's a book or maybe a comic it's a graphic novel was graphic it? novel a French it, yeah. graphic novel called oh, Le Transpercenage yes <laughs> and in fact the guy that is the artist all his pictures are, draw- are drawings from the book yes yeah yeah yeah. Um, oh, right. Right, yeah. so, yeah, this film, very odd. I'd seen it before. Neither of you had seen it, had you? No. No. Uh, Brenda Chris told me about started. it. Though. What do you Never. think? I like the. I like it, and yeah. I, like, I like the idea. Mm-hmm. If you forget about how stupid the premise is, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's kind of one of these Wizard of Oz type journeys. I like journey films, mm-hmm. like how it's getting up to see the wizard. Um, mm-hmm. um, I kind of why my interest waned towards the end. Um, yeah. I don't think we were, you know, really progressing and making big strides as far as the story goes. At the end, there's a lull after Tilda Swinton dies. Isn't yeah, it's been too yeah. long outside the front of Ed Harris's house. Yeah, but yeah, um, I don't know if I agree with that. But yeah, anyway, okay. Um, <coughs> I you know I could think up like two or three better main premise you know like ideas of why they were stealing kids for instance and you mm. know than what they came up you know but that is a very wizard of oz thing isn't it as well yeah that idea of them being like trapped behind doors and doing little mechanical yeah. things yeah yeah plays into the sort of fairy tale mm. vibe of it i think doesn't it yeah. yeah um why why does the train have to keep moving i'd never understood that bit to keep the power running, isn't it? Isn't the engine power everything? So it powers yeah, the water. Yeah, because the water, the, the heating, they, everything is powered by the engines. It's got to yeah. move to keep it powered. And the engine's taking the snow off the front of the train and making it into water. Yeah, so like gathering yeah. it by moving. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it needs to water move. Water comes to get through the nose. The... It doesn't come through the bum. Sorry. As that's my Tilda Swinton impression. Don't you remember yeah. that bit? Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry, you keep breaking up. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> the yeah. Okay, I just yeah, I, I just don't understand how the train hasn't derailed before that. If it's been going for fifteen years, I think you just got to go with it. Yeah. Like, there's so much about the film that is sort of fantastical, like the way the carriages are and stuff like that. It's mm. a very, it, it reminded me a lot of Paprika. Yeah. Paprika, we watched mm. that that, yeah. that anime in that sort of. You've just got to go with it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Cool, Alex. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Oh, good. Yeah. It reminded me of kind of Delicatessen, City of Ember, yes. yeah. Dark yeah. City, that kind of like modern retro kind of thing. No, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I think there's a brilliant cast. Um, I think it every bit of it worked. I do think it's ridiculous, but I think it's kind of 
I think because it's so it's absurd, but it's also absolutely horrifying. And I think that the more absurd it gets, the more horrifying it is. They balance each other out. It's like a seesaw. You know, the yeah. concepts of having people who hack their own arms off so that you don't eat a baby and, you know, like, you know, the kids yeah. working under the thing and just them eating bugs mashed up. You balance that with the kind of aquarium room and your hairdressers and, you know, how... Yeah, I mean, Tilda Swinton's like this kind of children's villain, basically. She's like Margaret Thatcher, kind of Hitler, but a children's <laughs> villain, basically, isn't she? Like, yeah. um, no, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I, I, I get what I do... I think it lulled a bit once she was dead. I thought the action sequences were really good. I love that gun. They're too fight. long, though. I think. No, I didn't. I didn't mind them. I wasn't bored. I just think I do agree that it's like the Matrix. It's like the second Matrix, isn't it? When you when you're building this thing up and up and up and up to get to one character who's going to explain it all, mm. yeah, that payoff is always going to be a difficult. Well, also, like um, another Ed Harris film, Truman Show, mm. where you know he plays Pitoff, and mm. at yeah. the end when they get. You know, uh, Jimmy Carrey gets to meet him. Mm. Yeah, he has that problem there of like having to like carry a lot of the exposition in a lot of in a condensed sort of mm. thing. And I yeah. mean, he does a good job, doesn't he? He's a good actor. Oh but yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I, it, it's it's tough that last scene because it goes on and like you get the revelation of like, oh, but um, John Hurt was in cohorts with me. Yeah. And, oh, but that. but it's all gone off now. And oh, but there's just children under here. Like it's sort mm. of a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, luckily, I think Chris Evans is a good enough actor that he shows his dilemma, his dilemma of being like, do I take over and keep these people alive because they've lost so much by that point? Yeah. Or does he just kill him? And it's the kid coming up from the, you know, being under the thing and the kid coming up and going, all yeah. that, it just pushes him too far. Mm. Yeah, see, I, um, I didn't really like all that. No, I quite liked that. The ending but, didn't really um, work for me. No? Well, how would you have ended it then? Or how would Chris, would, how would you have ended well, it? Well, I... For me, like I, I love, I do really like this film. I don't think it's, it's not like a classic, because I do, I love how it looks, and I love the way that it gives them excuse to have every carriage looking different, and mm. you can go through lots of very interesting different takes on how you would live in a in a small space. You know, mm. these like the salon and the kids bit and the school and things like that, and I like that kind of very. It's like a fifth elementy way of like exaggerated sort of yeah. caricatures of people, mm, but at yeah. the same time, like I say, Alex grounding that in proper violence stuff like that. Mm. It's a, that is a like a very having seen the host and that Oki film I mentioned last week. Mm. That must be a very South Korean thing. I think it's like yeah. I think it's a, a an Eastern an Asian perspective looking in at Western concepts and like taking like a Northern accent of like Tilda Swinton mm. and shoving it in this thing because why not? Because it seems, yeah. you know, it's like us putting a samurai in. A, a western you yeah. know isn't it like to him it just seems like a normal thing to do I mean that's a re- it's really interesting to see those kind of expressions of western culture mm-hmm. I think my problem is the story underneath it it isn't interesting enough for me the idea I love the idea of going to train but then when the, the payoff for it I don't really buy the John Hurt thing that he uh, is yeah I didn't buy that I wasn't sure about that I couldn't tell whether it was all just a lie to win him round, or no, I don't think so. Because if you know, he mentions he says to him something about um, uh, putting two arms around a woman, yeah, mm. like as though that's something that obviously he's said to him as well. Mm. And and I can see what he's getting for. He's, I, I think they're trying to make the point that like there's got to be, there's got to be all ends of society, which is depressing. But sort of, I think he's saying, oh, that's why it kind of works in a way. Mm. But but then I don't really buy that because you know he's hacked all his fucking limbs off. He's, yeah. he's, and 
he has I don't know like I, I, okay I understand he's got to inspire this revolt to have a story that keeps people in place because mm. there's too many people in one bit this this the the train but it just doesn't it just doesn't work there's too much that could go wrong isn't there yeah <laughs> doing yeah. that you know um, no yeah but, no it does yeah do you know that according to Hollywood Reporter they're making a TV series of it bloody hell yeah uh, in May 2017 David Digswell who's from the Get Down and uh, uh, Kimmy Schmidt will star in a series and Scott Derrickson will direct a pilot and executively oh, produce the series yeah it's all about I think it's more about the uh, it'll focus more of, on the world setting for Snowpiercer such as the politics that had been hinted at during the film as well as the me- mechanisms involving the train with the television format giving them more time to explore these areas I'm really I don't know if that would work or not to be honest I think that but. sounds terrible because I think like it works because they don't explore it and the way like you know the Happy New Year bit I love that and they all just oh, stop and they all go yeah. Happy New Year <laughs> yeah that's because the bridge is coming up and like, yeah. that isn't you can't flesh that out that's nonsense but it's no. just really fun nonsense isn't it so yeah and the bit when he um, slips on the fish which I read Chris yes. Evans didn't want to do and he, the director had to convince him that it was going to yeah. work because it's yeah. so stupid but, <laughs> yeah no, 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 no. I, I, I accept all your criticisms. I think I was just blown away by the. I just thought it was so different that it kind of took me. It took me along with it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, under deeper analysis, I think it does. It fractures a little bit. Sadly, that's definitely a thing it's got going for it the most. The fact it is just so bloody weird, isn't it? <laughs> Unlike yeah. anything else. Um, mm. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I have nothing much more to say. Really, I don't think Chris, you got anything else? Um. On that one, no. I mean, i I think I think it's I, th- I think it works. I think it's entertaining. I think the the structure of it is pretty good. I mean, even though it's quite formulaic in the sense that we've talked about, like when you mm-hmm. get to the end, that end sort of, you know, the Wizard of Oz guy has to explain everything. So yeah. it's kind of it's a little bit. It gets to the point where it's like, oh god, like we've had this, but otherwise, yeah, good. And I think everyone does a good performance. Mm. Yeah, really there's a lot cast. of good stuff going on. Yeah, mm. it was going to be John C. Riley as uh, the Tilda Swinton character originally. That could work. And he was yeah. going to be a bit more. He would be more uh, like of a nice guy. He wasn't going to be so much of a villain. He would yeah. be more of a kind of bumbling bureaucrat rather than a kind of like she's quite horrible. And you, you I think she's, she's the weak link for me. Oh, she's really? the worst character. Yeah, I don't like Tilda Swinton because she always plays like just really kooky, silly, weird characters, and I just don't. Mm. I mean, I know she's typecast in a way, but like, she ruins a lot of the later Wes Anderson films for me as well. Like, she's just always acting so odd, and it just it just seems a bit because mm. she looks a bit weird. Mm. You know, I, I do you don't think know. it's more? It's a bit like she's just kind of showing off a bit. It's more about her than the film. But it's a little bit yeah, like totally. the uh, Bonham Carter syndrome, where you Ooh, just always yeah. see her in a, with a jam jar glasses. That's and true. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, mm. yeah. like even um, what's the Marvel one she's in? Um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Mm. She's terrible in that. Because I haven't seen that yet. You just can't. Well, I mean, that film's not good overall, really. But I don't know. I just always see Tilda Swinton. I don't see a character, mm. even when she's putting on. You know, when she's got false teeth in and she's doing an accent, she's still just. I don't know. Mm. Just don't like her. It's anyway, good that she dies. Then see, it was he was right. Yeah, to kill no, that's her good. That's that, that's a good. I, I do. I love a film that will just kill people. <laughs> you mm. know, that that, you, that are top build or whatever. Like I love that kind of. Mm. And the fact that they kill off the um, what's his name Jamie Bell as well. Mm. Oh yeah, the Irish yeah. lad. That's mm. you know a lot of films wouldn't do that, would they? So no, no. Yeah, so well, it's, it's one of those films that I think, regardless of how you take it, I think everyone should see it because it is so weird, shouldn't they? Like it's 
it's worth I mean? watching. It was interesting to see because they have to get through some right at the beginning. They have to sort of explain the world, and there's yeah. some very like clunky dialogue, like yeah. uh, you know, someone says, "Oh, the high, uh, what was it? The uh, in the whole wide train instead of yeah. the whole wide world." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. And Although I do love the, that first scene where they just go straight into it, like they're counting them up, and he's he stands, he stood up, isn't he? he won't sit yeah. down. I love that yeah. they just straight away get into that, you know, mm. you know instantly what he's doing, what it's all yeah. about. It reminded it's me nice. a bit of um, um, Equilibrium. Oh, I like Equilibrium. Yeah. In what way? Just the like the how like the getting to the end boss type thing. I suppose yeah, mm. sort of totalitarian um, yeah. enemy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a better film than Equilibrium. <laughs> well, this is better That's than it. Equilibrium. Way better. Gun Qatar, the film that invented Gun Qatar. We'll have this called. discussion then. <laughs> Equilibrium is. How, when did you last see Equilibrium, Chris? Um, I don't know. When it came out ten years ago. Yeah, it is. It I've is got it on poor, DVD. It is awful. I watched it quite recently. I was like, oh my god, this is. Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, it's not in the list, so we can't rank it against it for now. So let's rank this one. Um, uh, Alex. Well, I've put it in quite high, but I'm willing for it to go lower. But I actually had it at number 12. Bloody hell. So that is um, below Close Encounters and above Fifth Element. I'm happy for it to go lower, though. But like I said, I was kind of blown. I was kind of carried away. I probably did the rating straight after I watched it. So I was a bit like, yeah, like that about it. So I'm and happy for that to go lower. I was thinking kind of high 20s. Like mm. around sort of uh, Lost World, Bachelor Included, that sort of area. Um, Chris, where were you thinking? Uh, 26. So that's below Independence Day and above Pacific Rim. Yeah. Because yeah. I just think there's films above it. Which I like, as I said, I like heart in a film. I know this has got a little bit of heart, but I think things like Batteries Not Included and just are just like nicer films. Yeah. See, I, don't, I despise heart. As you know, <laughs> and, uh, for that reason, I think it's a better film than those. Um, I think it's better than Batteries Not Included. Never use the heart argument with Sam. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's better than Bachelor Not Included. I think it's definitely worse than Terminator 2, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, better than her? No, I quite liked her. I think Silent Running's too high in that list. <laughs> I love Silent Running. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about what about around there? Like, what about below T2 and above Silent Running? Yeah. Chris? Yeah, alright. Yeah. We'll put it there then. I'm not going to have an argument over Snowpiercer. No. It's a good title too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is a good title. For some reason, yeah. I just keep keep thinking about like when you piss in snow. That's what I always. <laughs> that's wow. what I thought. Snow wow. pisser. Well, that's where your snow brain goes. Pisser. Snow pisser. It's a different film. Yeah. <laughs> that's the uh, X-rated ripoff yeah. of this one. It's actually like a. It is like a porn title, isn't it? Snow pisser. <laughs> Like a Game of Thrones, um, yeah. Jon Snow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Snowpiercer, yeah. Winter is coming again and again. Oh dear! Oh dear! Is this Sorry. how we're going to be for the new year? Is Sorry. that what you're saying? My parents listen oh. to this podcast as well. I apologise, yeah. mom and dad, for that terrible. Oh <laughs> yeah. Blue. Joke. As you mentioned, this does have the New Year's Day in it, so this is a perfect film to review at this point. Yep. Also, a lot of Ayn Rand sort of stuff, like the last mm. one, mm. Uh, yeah. and and Bong Joon Ho, like the next week. So it's yeah. a good link film. 
Okay, that is our third and final film of the week. Um, that was Ice Ice Films. Uh, new in 19, Snowpiercer. Uh, I've lost it already. Right Death down Tomorrow at 56 and Colony at 62. Not a vintage week. No. Maybe next week will be when we go to South Korea. We follow Bong Joon-ho back to his homeland and look at three South Korean films. Um, which will be an interesting week if nothing else but for now that's the end um, check out the list so far at sciencefictionratingsystem.com now I've got 66 films in there um, follow us on twitter at sfratingsystem go to facebook we're on spotify apparently we're on youtube apparently we're on still instagram not, not, still not found us on uh, youtube no, no, I haven't. Okay. Um, but yeah, the website's probably the best place. There's links to everything there. Um, you can see all the episodes there. You might be able to see an article. I'm not going to put my Star Wars thing up, I don't think, because it's no, it's just a massive rant. I might share it with you too, but it's just a massive rant. Well, we anyway, can talk about Star Wars on the next show. Yes, next we? week we'll be getting into that. Uh, for now, that's it. Anything else anyone wants to share? Plug yourselves. Um, no, no, nothing to no, share or plug. Yeah. Cool. Right. <laughs> next year, well, though. Next year, I will have stuff to share and plug. Oh, mysterious teaser. teaser. <laughs> right. Well, that's it then. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Goodbye.